Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, Superman returns to Metropolis, the mystery of St. Selmo solved, to face the one unconquerable enemy of his very existence, Kryptonite, a strange green glowing substance torn from the very planet on which he was created. Don't take my word for it that the pep comic buttons in this new series are knockouts. Get yourself a package of Kellogg's Pep and see for yourself. See the way those bright colors stand out against the gleaming white background. The clear, sharp outlines of the pictures of familiar comic strip favorites. And how true to life these funny paper characters are. Just like in the comic strips. Don't miss out on one of these 18 different buttons. Make sure that you collect fat stuff, Mama Destros, Little Joe, Superman, and all the rest. Get in on the fun when your friends swap duplicates. Sport your jacket or dress or cap with your collection of pep comic buttons pinned on for everybody to see. And stick around when it's time to open a new package of Kellogg's Pep to find out which button's inside. That's the only way you can get these terrific prizes. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop, and you can't buy them anywhere. But there's a comic button inside every package of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Pour yourself a bowl of those golden toasted whole wheat flakes every morning for breakfast. Get a load of that catchy sunshine flavor, the crisp freshness of this super delicious cereal. For prize eating and exciting prizes, get P.E.P., the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. Trapped in a water-filled submarine sinking to the bottom of the ocean, Lois Lane and Horatio Horn seemed to be doomed. But at the last moment, Superman forced a confession out of Ike Barnaby, the local fisherman who had been responsible for their predicament. Streaking out to sea, Superman located the sunken sub by a stream of bubbles rising to the surface. Then, diving down through the dark depths and calling on every ounce of his superhuman strength, he began forcing it to the surface. But halfway up, his X-ray eyes happened to pierce the steel hull and his heart sank. There, limp and seemingly lifeless on the floor of the submarine, were Lois and Horatio. Afraid that this time he had arrived too late, Superman leaped from the water with the massive submarine raised high above him and with Barnaby looped under one arm and headed for the village of St. Selmo. As we join him now, an hour later, the local doctor steps out of his office to find Superman now in the guise of Clark Kent, pacing the waiting room floor nervously. You can come in now, Mr. Kent. Are they all right? Yes, both recovered. Oh, good. Lois? Hello, Clark. Hello, Mr. Kent. Hello, Horatio. Well, you two certainly had a close call. Yes, the doctor told us. But what about Barnaby and the submarine? Did you learn anything? Everything. The sub is on the beach and all the townspeople are down there now looking at what they thought was a supernatural monster. Barnaby and Andrews and his crew are in the county jail. Who's Andrews? Andrews was conducting salvage operations in the waters around the fishing banks. He was trying to raise a German boat that had been sunk there during the war. A German boat? Uh-huh. It seems that when things looked bad for the Nazis, one of their high mucky mucks, probably Goering, loaded a boat with gold and precious jewels and sent it to the Arctic where the stuff was supposed to be hidden. But never got there. 
was sailing under false allied colors, and a German submarine mistook it and sank it right off this shore. Jiminy. Andrews heard about it while he was a prisoner of war in a German concentration camp. And the moment he was released and discharged, he came back and began operations. But why did he try to frighten people away? Well, he knew he had no right to the treasure, so he camouflaged a submarine and turned it into a monster. And it worked. Until we got here. Uh, yes, Horatio, until you got here. Well, I, I'm glad it's over. Now what? Now I've chartered a plane. We're leaving for Metropolis in 20 minutes. And so, with the mystery solved and the Phantom of the Sea forever laid to rest, Clark Kent and Lois Lane return to Metropolis. But even as they settle back in the seats of a charter plane heading south, serious trouble is brewing 1,500 miles away. Trouble for Superman. In the hospital ward of the state prison, a man lies dying. His dark, feverish eyes burn like live coals in his pale, hollow-cheeked face. His body is drawn and emaciated, and his hands, resting on the faded prison blanket, are the fleshless hands of a living skeleton. Looking at him now, one would never think that at one time he was the most dangerous arch-criminal in the world. A man with unlimited power for evil. A man whose very name struck fear into the hearts of all who heard it. Perhaps some of you will remember his name, for it was Superman some years back who finally tracked him down and put him behind bars. Then, too, it was a strange and curious name. What was it? The Laugher. Yes, the Laugher, the man who took human life and laughed while he did it. <laughs> but now there is no laughter on his thin, pale lips as he motions to the hospital orderly seated beside the bed. The orderly, too, is a prisoner and a man we know. He is Big George Latimer, former political boss of the state, who, through Superman's efforts, was convicted and sentenced to a year in prison. He leans over the bed as the laugher speaks. There's something I want to tell you. I better do it before it's too late. Yes? It's it's about Superman. What about him? He put both of us here so we owe him something, don't we? I don't know about you, but I owe him plenty. All the good it'll do me. Well, that's what I want to tell you. You'll get a chance to pay him back. You can pay him back for me, too. How? With the kryptonite. The what? The kryptonite. It's the only thing that has any power over Superman. I'd better get the doctor. No, no, wait, wait. Listen to me. I know what I'm saying. It sounds crazy, but it isn't. Just listen. All right, go ahead. Superman came from another planet. A planet called Krypton. Just before it exploded in space. A couple of years ago, a piece of the planet came to Earth like a meteor. It was picked up in a field. They kept it in a lead box at the Metropolis Museum until the Black Widow stole it. Look, Laffer, I don't think all this talking is good for you. Oh, don't be a fool. Listen to me. I haven't much time. And you're getting out soon, so I've got to tell you where it is. Sure, sure. Tell me, I'll get it. It's it's in a small lead box. Gotta be careful with it. Close with a greenish light, and if you touch it, you'll get burned. But as long as you have it, Superman can't get near you. Why not? Because it robs him of all his strength. It makes him weak and helpless. Who told you all this? Nobody, nobody told me. I, I saw it. Saw it with my own eyes. What's the stuff called? Kryptonite. It's a small piece of the planet Krypton. And when he gets close to it here on Earth, it robs him of his strength. Good Lord. That's true. It is true, every word of it. <laughs> now listen, listen. Superman has some connection with a man named Kent. He's a reporter on... The, the Daily Planet. Clark Kent, I know him. All right. You can get to Superman through him. 
I don't know how, but you get... What's the matter? That pain. My chest. It's getting worse. Quick. Tell me where to find the the kryptonite. The the golden slipper. Nightclub. Ask for Eddie. I, 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 I wrote to him. Told him you were coming. He'll give you the box. It's all wrapped up. Golden slipper. Eddie. Yes. As he listens to the laughers' dying words, the ghost of a smile touches big George Latimer's lips and his eyes light up. This is true. I'll be on top of the world again. Kryptonite. Golden slipper. Eddie. We'll be back in a moment for the startling climax of today's episode. So keep listening. Say, how that news travels. That good news about the brand new series of comic buttons in packages of Kellogg's Pep. Superman listeners tell their friends until everybody's in on the excitement. And no wonder these new pet comic buttons are something to cheer about. Eighteen new and different comic strip characters done up in full color on gleaming white buttons that look mighty slick pinned on your jacket or dress or cap. And what a circus it is collecting them. You get the surprise of finding out which button's inside every package of pep you open. And you get the fun of swapping duplicates with your pals. You'll want to collect Mama Destros, Gravel Gertie, the Winnie Winkle Twins, Superman, and all the others. Which is why you'll want plenty of packages of Kellogg's Pep. Because that's the only way you can get these new comic buttons. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. But there's an exciting prize in every package of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. There's good eating, too, because these are the whole wheat flakes with that sunny golden toasted flavor that gives breakfast a lift. Yes, sir, you'll like pep, and you'll like the prizes in packages of P.E.P., the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now back to the adventures of Superman. A week has gone by since the strange conversation that ended in death took place in the hospital ward of the state prison. During that time, Big George Latimer, having served his sentence, has been released. We find him now seated in Clark Kent's office at the Daily Planet. Surprised to see me here, aren't you, Kent? Didn't think I'd have nerve enough to face you. Oh, no one has ever questioned your nerve, Latimer. What do you want? Oh, nothing very much. Just a little help from you. Well, don't expect any help from me. If I had my way, they'd run you out of the state. Tell me, Kent, what have you got against me? The same thing I've got against anyone who pushes people around, particularly little people who can't fight back. You kept war veterans from getting state jobs because they didn't happen to go to your church or because you didn't approve of the color of their skin. You're a narrow-minded, bigoted carbon copy of Hitler, and you're a menace to all the decent people of this or any other state. Those are pretty strong words. Someday you'll eat them. Well, don't wait around for that day, Latimer. As a matter of fact, don't wait around at all. Okay, if that's how you feel about it. But before I go, I'd like you to deliver a message for me. I'd like you to tell Superman I want to see him. Are you kidding? He wouldn't soil his hands on you. I think he'd be glad to see me. Oh, you do? Yes. Just mention one word to him. Kryptonite. What did you say? I said just mention one word to Superman. What word? Kryptonite. Sit down, Latimer. I'm all through. No, you're not. Sit down. Cut it out, Kent. I don't want any trouble with you. You came here looking for trouble, and you're going to get it. 
Now, what do you know about kryptonite? Nothing. I don't know anything. You're lying. Now, out with it. All right. If you want to know, I'll tell you. I've got the only piece of kryptonite in the world. What? And you know what it can do. It can control Superman. You hear me? It can control Superman! Screaming in fanatical triumph, Big George Latimer, unaware that he is actually addressing Superman, reveals his secret to Clark Kent. Now, what will Kent do? He knows that the strange green glowing substance torn from the planet Krypton is his one unconquerable enemy. And now, with a piece of it in the vengeful hands of Big George Latimer, anything can happen. And believe me, fellows and girls, it does. Once again, Superman is forced to fight for his own existence as he has never fought before. You won't want to miss a single word of this thrilling adventure as the Man of Steel tries every possible trick to destroy the kryptonite forever. So remember to listen again tomorrow and every day, Monday through Friday. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Now that the weather's fine and the birds are back, how's about starting your collection of full-color bird pictures that come, one in every package, of Kellogg's Crumbles? You'll learn to identify all 24 in the series, like the Oriole and the Scarlet Tanager. And you can trade duplicates with your friends. And look on the side of every Crumbles package for instructions on sending in to get the colorful album so that you can paste in your collection. Tell Mom that you want Crumbles, the only cereal made in crinkly shreds of good whole wheat. Kellogg's Crumbles. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. So much to talk about, starting with part 11, uh, where we see oh, our first real Superman speech as uh, Superman lays it on the line to Barnaby uh, with a very serious uh, threat. And uh, it's one of the best scenes in Superman. Really uh, enjoyed it. Um, and it's worth, uh, noting here what he's, uh, was threatening, uh, Barnaby with was something that Superman did uh, in some of the early radio shows. It was also in the early edition of the comic books. But the description of it is, um, is, is very frightening and probably very realistic of what it would be like to be bounced around, uh, uh, by Superman. So I like that they made that so uh, frightening. And it does show Superman push the limit, uh, not knowing where Lois is. Um, Barnaby's uh, motivation was a little bit inconsistent in the story. But, hey, for getting Superman to th this sort of intensity, uh, it's definitely a very interesting take. Um, 
but this does illustrate that Superman tossing the villains around um, was probably not strictly necessary in the Golden uh, Age once people learned about his powers and what he could do. Uh, he just had to threaten and uh, get some results. Uh, and uh, if you were wondering about Superman struggling to lift up the boat, uh, this was before uh, Superman's powers got uh, massively uh, increased. Uh, during the uh, Bronze Age of comics, uh, Superman uh, could move planets around. Uh, though there were various attempts to rein uh, those powers in, uh, which, you know, led to a lo lot of the reboots, uh, and then his powers just always seemed to keep uh, g going uh, into greater and greater levels. And then we are teased a really fascinating story. Um, George Latimer, he's going to have to prove he's up to being Superman's new arch nemesis. But some of this di was a bit uh, reminiscent of things that happened in the comic books, although with uh, better villains. Um, of course, the Laugher, played by a different actor, the original actor who played the Laughter, was a very much an in-demand uh, radio show. Uh, uh, radio uh, personality and talent, so I really doubt that uh, they could have got him to come in to record a single day of uh, Superman for just like a very short scene like this. I have to say that if George Latimer got off with um, just a year, either he still has a lot of friends in this state or the sentencing laws in uh, this state were messed up significantly. Uh, given that uh, somebody actually died in that whole affair, in fact, Latimer commit, uh, committed attempted murder on the governor. But at any rate, I guess we needed some recurring villain. But at any rate, I'm looking forward to an amazing uh, adventure uh, coming up uh, next week. Um, we also... Uh, take a look at some of the uh, reviews and this one got a pretty favorable review from uh, uh, James Launce who said it's predictable in spots and he, uh, similar to uh, the Haunted Lighthouse however he says there's a lot of atmosphere and uh, and also a bit of a film more feeling uh, of the first couple years of the George Reeves show I must admit that I did like this tale more than I'd originally expected. And it does uh, really build and become uh, pretty uh, interesting as you get um, towards the end of it. Though he does point out that uh, we barely hear from uh, Andrews. Uh, instead, we hear from Barnaby. Andrews, if you forgot, was actually the villain of the, sh of the uh, particular story. And there was some uh, silly things uh, like the um, test results cliffhanger. But uh, I think it's a part 11 as well as the whole end of this setting up a very interesting serial. I definitely make this a quite uh, interesting tale. So join us back here next week as we begin Superman versus Kryptonite. In the meantime, send your comments to adam at adamsweb.us. Be sure and rate the show on iTunes. And uh, 
Pick up your copy of the Powerhouse Heroic Adventures Bundle from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.